Anyone can get an ear infection, but children get them more often than adults. Five out of six children will have at least one ear infection by their third birthday. In fact, ear infections are the most common reason parents bring their children to the doctor. We met with one of Ogden Clinic's newest providers, Dr. Joshua Bradshaw, an ear, nose, and throat specialist for Ogden Clinic, to talk about childhood earaches, how to treat and prevent them. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. This is Parker from Ogden Clinic's marketing team. I'm here with one of our newest ear, nose, and throat specialists for Ogden Clinic, Dr. Josh Bradshaw. Josh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Really quickly, Dr. Bradshaw, before we jump into this topic for today, we thought since you are newer here to the clinic, we uh, get to know you for some of our newer listeners and um, to introduce you to uh, our new patients as well for sure. Ogden Clinic. So can you tell us a little bit about you and where you're from, how you kind of got to be here at Ogden Clinic today? Absolutely. So um, as you mentioned, my name is Josh Bradshaw. Um, I grew up in Orem, Utah, um, but do have family kind of spread throughout Davis County. Um, and I'm married. Um, I have four kids, um, ranging in ages from eight to three months, uh, three boys, one girl. So they definitely keep us busy. Um, and I just finished my residency and I'm very excited to, uh, to be starting here at Ogden Clinic. Perfect. And kind of just hopping back, you were talking about your family. You said you're married, you have kids. Where did you meet your wife? So we actually went to high school together. Okay. Um, we never, we didn't really talk much in high school, didn't know each other, but um, kind of got reacquainted after high school. I went on my church mission, came back, and, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> That's so. awesome. So were you guys married before you started <clears throat> medical school? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. And you mentioned on our previous episode that you had a couple of kids while you were in medical school. Yes. What would you say if there's any uh, future doctors out there or doctor, uh, students in medical school, how do you balance it all? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough, um, you know, comparing my lifestyle to the lifestyle of some of my, you know, co-residents or other students, but I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. Um, you know, I just made time for my family, um, you know, set my priorities, and um, even though it was tough, was able to to find a good balance. Very cool. So you have a pretty young family. You mentioned some of the fun things you've been doing. What are your favorite things to do as a family, you know, when you do have free time together? Um, we spend a lot of time outdoors, um, a lot of bike rides and walks. You know, we, it's been fun to um, discover the Farmington area. That's where we moved to. Um, we enjoy going out uh, on the lake, going out boating. Um, I haven't had a chance to take my kids skiing yet, but Hopefully, uh, hopefully soon. Hopefully, once it gets right. cold, um, and really, it's just you know spending time together that that we enjoy just being together and and especially being outdoors. Right. Well, I wonder, do your kids want to go to Lagoon all the time since you live in Farmington? They we actually have been once, <laughs> and they've been begging to go back. Right. So, you know, hopefully, it's a good time. It's soon. a good time when you're little kids too, especially. Absolutely. There's lots of fun rides and everything. Well, that's really yeah. cool. So, talking a little bit about your residency, um, I wanted to ask if there's any sort of standout experiences that you had during your residency as you're practicing to become physician. Um, that stood out, um, whether it was like uh, maybe a funny experience or something that was really kind of like 
life-changing? Uh, I'm kind of putting you on the spot with the, with the question, if, if there's anything that comes to mind that you'd like to share. Um, yeah, so um, early on in, in my training, um, there was uh, a child that came in um, who had uh, choked, basically choked on a, on a Lego piece. Oh, no. Um, and, you know, the, the parents brought him into the emergency room. He was having trouble breathing, so we had to very quickly take him back to the operating room, and we performed a, what's called a bronchoscopy where we were able to, to go in and, and take out that Lego piece and clear his airway. Wow. And, you know, the reason that stuck out to me, uh, number one, you know, it was my first time seeing a bronchoscopy and kind of the emergency nature of it. Um, but number two, um, you know, it had been a really long day. I was tired and wanted to go home, but I took the time to go and talk to the child's parents afterwards and just seeing the gratitude on their face and, and hearing them, um, you know, express their gratitude for being able to, to take care of this problem really, you know, helped me realize what medicine is all about. Um, and ever since then, I've, I've tried to make a conscious effort to treat every uh, patient that I see like a family member. I, I had young kids at the time, and it really made me uh, want to treat e- you know each patient I see as if it was one of my one of my family members. That's awesome. And thanks for sharing that. I think there's a lot that can be learned from that, and I think you know I'm glad you can take that lesson with you, but also a lesson for those uh, that are listening: do not swallow Legos. Yeah, right? yeah. Be be that. careful with your kids around well, small I, things. I can't so. <laughs> even imagine like swallowing a Lego because stepping on a Lego is torturous. Oh, so uh, having one go down your throat would probably be uh, even worse. So wow, crazy experience. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. So um, jumping into our topic for the day, we wanted to, you already mentioned kind of uh, young children and mm-hmm. something that's really common in younger children are earaches and ear infections. And we wanted to address that today, especially as kids are gearing up going back to school and being involved in other things. Um, And I guess our introductory question to this is, why are children more susceptible to earache? So uh, children's ears are still developing as they're getting older. And one of the main things is uh, the eustachian tube, which is basically the tube that equalizes pressure and, and can drain the middle ear space. Um, is oriented more horizontally and is more narrow in children. And so um, they're more susceptible to, to getting those ear infections and, and ear problems. Okay, that makes sense. And so is there a common cause other than the eustachian tube? Or like they're not dirty or is it just like it just happens and it's part of childhood? Well, I mean, kids are always touching their face and, you know, they're always rubbing their runny noses. And yep. and so they're, you know, more, more apt to, I guess, spread germs. Um, but... Uh, yeah, mainly the, the problem is that anatomic problem with, with the eustachian tube and then just constantly being around germs and other kids in daycare and school and, sure. and things like that. Yeah. And so um, from a parent's perspective, <clears throat> what are some common symptoms they should look for to know? Because sometimes kids can't communicate those things very well. What can parents look for to know? Um, and what are other common symptoms of earache? Yeah. So in, in really young kids, uh, sometimes the really the only symptom may be a fever. Um, kids can get more irritable. They can um, change their eating habits. Um, and, you know, maybe for the older kids, they'll start pulling on their ears. Um, quite often it can be associated with um, symptoms of the common cold. You can get ear infections with the common cold. Um, so those are some additional symptoms to look out for. 
Awesome. Yeah, that irritability is probably one of the hardest ones, especially when right. they're crying and you don't know why. It's, it can right. be kind of sad and frustrating. I just know from siblings and um, nieces and nephews that have had that, that it's, it's really sad to watch. Um, are there any ways to prevent it? Um, well, just, uh, you know, good hygiene as much as possible. Um, you know, staying away from other kids that are sick. Um, and... Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the main thing is just trying to prevent getting that, that infection, that bug. Right. Well, that's perfect. When should parents consult with an ear, nose, and throat doctor if their child is having an earache? Yeah, so, you know, commonly the, the ear infection can be treated by antibiotics, um, but if the problem just keeps, keeps occurring, um, and usually the numbers we look for, if there's more than three infections in six months or four infections in a year, um, you know, then, then we definitely think think about things like ear tubes. And so anytime there's recurrent ear infections, you know, we definitely want to see the child in, in our clinic. Additionally, if, if children are having trouble with their speech, it may be kind of a hidden sign of, of um, you know, hearing problems from having these recurrent ear infections. And so getting a hearing test and... Um, you know, something called a tympanogram where you can kind of see how well the, the eardrum moves. Those things can, can point you towards, um, you know, coming to, to see us in the clinic as, as ENT doctors. Perfect. Well, and you kind of mentioned a couple of different things there. So there's, you know, getting the treatment for the fever and making sure the infection goes away, but you also mentioned ear tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, are those the most common treatments that you would do and are most, you know, common with the treatment of an earache? Uh, yeah, it is definitely a very common treatment, especially for those recurrent ear infections or if the fluid stays behind that eardrum for a long time, then, then we do those ear tubes. And it's, it's a very quick procedure. In fact, in adults, we can often you know, put in ear tubes in, in the clinic. Um, but in kids, um, we um, put them to sleep uh, under anesthesia, and the procedure takes about five minutes. Um, and it can really you know, help resolve those ear infections. And it, it also allows us to treat the ear infections better um, because if you use eardrops instead of the oral antibiotics that have all the systemic side effects, you can use eardrops and it goes right through that tube into the middle ear space okay. and, you know, directly treats the source of the infection. So, you know, ear tubes are a, a pretty small procedure and can, can have a great benefit in kids who are having these recurrent ear infections. Oh, definitely. Well, that sounds like a great alternative. And I think, you know, when it does help with things not only like temporarily but in the long run where they don't have to you know suffer with the pain or the discomfort anymore and also like you mentioned like they'll be able to hear better and be able to like be able to talk better there's so many benefits so that's great well thanks for talking with us about that today is there anything else you'd like to add about Eric's that we haven't covered yet I know just uh, you know it's it's very critical that uh, we recognize uh, if this is a problem so that we can help kids develop their their speech you know which can only be done between you know certain ages and so definitely something to look out for and and has a pretty easy fix perfect so don't put it off it's something to should do immediately absolutely well perfect for our listeners today this has been dr josh bradshaw Uh, dr bradshaw do you mind just uh recapping where patients can find you yeah so i'll be working at two locations um there's the bountiful location uh the mountain west ent bountiful location and also the Mountain West ENT Layton location is where I'll be working in clinic. Perfect. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk with us today. For more information about Dr. Bradshaw or any of our other specialists or providers for Ogden Clinic, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. And thanks for listening to The Daily Diagnosis.
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.